This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cheeseheads. Cheese Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Hey, it's C Sparky Fiverr, another fun edition of Curd and Long, coming off of a fun weekend. No Ryan Horvath today. Uh, he will be back on Wednesday. Of course, you can check him out on BetMGM tonight during the week, part of the BetQL radio network. Uh, as uh, you may or may not know, I was in St. Louis uh, for the last several days. Uh, A-plus uh, to the people that uh, design uh, that new Bush Stadium. Not new anymore. It's new to me. First time there. Uh, and uh, all the the village, baseball village around it and all that stuff. Uh, and just a great job. Checked out the zoo. Checked out the aquarium. Highly recommend both, especially if you have quids, uh, kids on the aquarium sign. Definitely worth going to. It's in the Union Street Station in St. Louis. Uh, plus, they have a lot of stuff outside for kids to do uh, as well. Uh, and then uh, also, I had the chance to check out the St. Louis Foundry, which is kind of like Third Street Market Hall in Milwaukee a little bit, but with a lot more stuff added on. And this cool place called Putt Shack that they need to add, they need to add to uh, the Deer District uh, across from Fiserv Forum. That would be huge. It's a whole different way of of playing miniature golf, a whole different scoring system. It's all inside, nine holes at a pop. This place had multiple bars, top and downstairs, four nine-hole courses. Uh, and uh, if you get a chance, check it out, Putt Shack. Uh, pretty cool deal. I never experienced it, and I absolutely fell in love with it. Okay, so uh, let's talk about uh, coming off of the weekend. So uh, remember, if you you saw the video uh, from when the Packers were having their OTAs, uh, Jair Alexander popped in behind Jordan Love, had a little fun, playful interaction, uh, you know, best QB in the league or whatever else. Well, Adam Schefter bo- was bored, apparently, uh, and tweeted out on Monday, uh, the quote, best QB in the league, Jair Alexander. That's that's all he put. And, of course, as you could imagine, uh, as of right now, as we're taping this, uh, recording it, whatever you want to call it, 3,500 likes uh, to this this tweet from Adam Schefter. Now, us Packer fans, we saw it, uh, whatever, move on. But you know what? I, it got me thinking, and I quote tweeted, and I said, hey, we're going to talk about this on Carter Long. So if you're old enough, right, and if you remember when Brett Favre was leaving Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers was going to take over, and obviously Packer Nation was split because of Brett Favre, as we all know, and there were People booing Aaron Rodgers and, oh, you suck and blah, 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 and all mad, right? They were they were anti-Rodgers for no damn reason uh, and pro-Brett. So if you were pro-Brett in these people's minds, you must have to hate the other guy because, God forbid, you like two people. That's just unacceptable. You have to pick a side, apparently. So that's how it was back then. Well, if we go back to the players in that locker room 
uh, as well. And feel free to correct me if, if you disagree uh, with what I'm about to say at Sparky Radio on Twitter, but I, I don't remember the type of support that he is getting um, from veterans on this football team that Jordan Love is getting. I, I don't remember that same type of support coming towards Rodgers when Brett left. Not vocal, not as public, uh, and not as wanting to be out there and in front telling everybody that he's our guy. Not only is he our guy, but you know he's the best quarterback in the league. Now again, dry air spouts off about everything, so take that for whatever you will. Besides that, my, the point though is he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to go up there and mess with them and get in the video. And some of these vets that have gone out of their way to kind of praise him and say stuff. Romeo Dobbs isn't a vet necessarily. Now going into his second year, I mean, I guess he technically is a vet because he's not a rookie, but you know what I mean. Uh, he, he's gone out of his way numerous times to praise Jordan Love in comparison to Aaron Rodgers, and he's caught flack for it. Lots and lots of flack, obviously. But he's sticking up for his quarterback, too. And I again, I'm old, right? I'm old. I, I, don't, I don't remember a lot of this with guys sticking up for Rodgers when Brett was on his way out and headed to the New York Jets to play. I don't remember all this love. And for me, at least, it's refreshing. It's nice. Like, I'm down with it. This is cool. That's what you want. You want these dudes on this team to show their love, their support, and back their 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 quarterback now. Give him the confidence that, hey, dude, we got you. Like, no matter what, we got you. And that is a, I, I think it's just huge. It is absolutely huge to Jordan Love to have that kind of support uh, from his locker room kind of moving forward. Now, speaking of Jordan Love, the video. Uh, went social uh, over the weekend as well. And it blew up. And I'll be honest, I was very confused by the video. I saw the video and I was like, I um, I don't know what to do with this. I was trying to understand what he was saying. I didn't understand it. People were ripping him for it. But over the weekend, there was a video on social media about, from Jordan Love um, wishing Bears fans a happy Father's Day. And obviously, everybody's like, wait a second. So you're saying... They're our daddy? Is that is that what you're saying, Jordan Love? Because if that's what you're saying, what the hell are we doing here? You, you screwed that up. That's not how that should have been. So everybody was mad at Jordan Love. Okay. Now comes the dude that had Jordan Love record this video. This guy, Chris D. Uh, and he's got the picture with Jordan Love and the whole deal. And it says... Uh, there is, uh, this is no more than I handed him my phone, asking him to make a fun video to originally wish the French Bears fans a happy Father's Day. Uh, and that is his original take, though he forgot to mention French. And obviously, I or better, uh, said he lit fire. Uh, here you the picture before the vid, and it's him and Jordan Love uh, taking the picture. Jordan Love quote tweeted that one. And said, was asked to do a special favor for this fan. Didn't think much of it, LOL. But I see y'all really took it and ran with it. Regardless, I hope everyone had a great Father's Day. So apparently he was over in Paris, I think is the way it goes. um, Doing some type of camp or something along those lines. And that's how this whole thing kind of blew up. Then the ESPN assignment desk uh, starts tweeting at this Chris D guy about wanting to use this uh, for... ESPN and to to use it going forward to play the sound and let the guys react and so forth. And this guy clarified, like, you better get this right and say it uh, the correct way uh, at the end of the day. So I'm not sure how ESPN used it this morning. If they use it, I didn't watch ESPN. I hardly ever do. Uh, but either way, it blew up. This is how it is 
to be a quarterback in the National Football League. This is it. I've, I've talked about it before on this Curtin Long podcast. He is under the microscope over everything he does. Doesn't matter what it is. If you go to the grocery store now, it's different than you went to the grocery store last year. Last year, it's like, oh, there's Jordan Love. And you can go grocery shopping. Now it's, hey, there's Jordan Love starting Packer quarterback. It's a totally different way of how people are going to view you. It's a totally different way. It's kind of like probably being at a job. And I know comparing sports to real life is stupid and people always yell at me. Fine, I'll deal with it. But it's kind of like probably being at a real job where, you know, you're just a part-timer, whatever the case may be, no big deal. And the full-timers maybe not pay a whole bunch of attention to you because you're only there a couple days a week and they're the ones going through the grind every day and so forth. But then after you get officially promoted to full-time and now you're on their level and you're there every day, now all of a sudden... You know, they look at you a little bit differently. They're more accepting of you, and they're kind of willing to take you in as one of them because now you're going through the grind with them every day. But how you're looked at and viewed by those employees is different than what it was when you were a part-timer. It's no different here with Jordan Love. You know, any social posts or videos that he puts up, anything that he does at a restaurant or at a store or out in public is going to get blown up because now people are going to have their phones out and, oh, there's Jordan Love, and they're going to be recording it. And if Jordan Love gets a little, you know, uh, bent out of shape over something, you know, it'll probably end up on social media. Then he'll have to explain himself. And and I'll just say this. Until you go through that type of deal, uh, you don't really know what it's like. Because what it ends up feeling like is it ends up feeling like you're in a fishbowl. That's how I've heard athletes describe it, and I believe it to be true, where you can't really do anything necessarily without everybody criticizing, critiquing, and watching your every move to make sure you do everything the absolute 100% perfect way. Even though those people with those cell phones are definitely not living their life the same way in which they expect you to live your life. And that is a crying shame, but that is the reality of where we are at in today's society. If you're a public figure, you are expected to act in a way better manner than the actual person who's criticizing you on their Twitter account or holding their phone and nobody knows their life story. Nobody knows how they act out in public, but everybody will hop on and like that one tweet being negative of you over something that you did in a mistakenly fashion or not. uh, And they'll all love that person for criticizing you, even though that person probably has far more skeletons in his closet than uh, that person that they're criticizing does in their own closet. That's the way of life, and that's something Jordan Love is going to have to get used to. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Now, in this instance with this video from this Paris camp or whatever he was doing in this video about Bears fans, I think he learned his lesson uh, at this point of, I got to be careful kind of how I go about things. And he took it in good nature. Eh, whatever. Y'all can be fired up if you want to be fired up. Doesn't bother me one way or the other. I've always said, and I'll continue to say, if I was a player at that level, there's no chance I'd be on social media. I'm like Ryan Braun. No, not on social media. Nope, not having it. 
and good thing after everything he went through, that he wasn't on social media. And these guys, I think, are better served by not being on social media just to stay away from it. That way, you don't see it, you don't know what people are saying, and you're just in a better headspace. And it can go both ways. It can go from the aspect of, oh, you're getting all this praise and you're the greatest and da-da-da-da-da. You can really inflate your ego to a place where it probably doesn't deserve to be by reading all these complimentary tweets. And then in the same way, you can get torn down and ripped to shreds by people that are going getting way too personal and way too over the top. And then you start to second guess and question yourself and really think less of yourself because you're reading all this crap on social media. That goes back to where I started, which is, just stay off of it. And to Jordan Love's point, you got to be careful if you're going to be wishing people doing videos for people on their phones. You, to me, it's simple. I'm not doing any of this stuff anymore. Not happening. Unless it's like this cameo thing that they have, right? You pay however much money and I'll say whatever you want. It's a cameo video. That's fine. I'll say, hey, Bears fans rock for you know $75. I'll say whatever you want me to say for 30 seconds or whatever the cameo fee uh, might be for have some of these athletes record uh, this stuff. A lot of people like they'll pay the money for the cameo to have their kid, uh, you know, get wished a happy birthday or happy graduation or way to go to make the honor roll, whatever. They pay this money and, and have these guys recorded and their kids get a kick out of it. So you get a lot of that stuff going on. That would be the only way I'd do it just going forward. Uh, and we'll see uh, how Jordan Love kind of changes here. As we move forward, because Jordan Love is one person right now getting into the starting role. Let's check back in five years when Jordan Love has been to a couple of Pro Bowls and maybe has been to an NFC Championship game or two by that point with the Packers and has had all this success. How will Jordan Love in five years be acting towards fans, towards media, towards teammates, towards coaches? How will he be in five years compared to how the Jordan Love is now? That, that's, that, that's a big question. Because some people can handle success and they don't change. They try their best not to change. And they're always kind of that same dude. Uh, And other people can't. uh, And everything changes. The personality changes. How they go about life changes. Everything changes. Uh, They may not be aware of it, but you can see the change uh, as that happens. Or take it the other way. Say he stinks. And he's not well. And now he's a backup on his third team in five years. And he's not starting. What then will his personality look like? How then will he treat fans uh, that come up to him at that point? You just don't know until you've had that opportunity to be in that position and go through these life experiences, which is what Jordan Love is going through right now, which is life experiences. So again, it'll be fun to kind of see how this works uh, going forward for Jordan Love uh, as we watch him develop into uh, the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. All right, uh, another uh, good article on DairylandExpress.com. Uh, and a lot of times I read stuff from Paul Brettel from Dairyland Express. This one, uh, this piece here is from Brian Sampson. Uh, and the article talks about these five players and the Green Bay Packers are squarely on the roster bubble following the completion of mandatory minicamp. Now, his first guy is Danny Etling on this list. And I'll, I'll, I'll just say this. He's good. And the reason why I think he's good is because they made this new rule now where this third quarterback now could essentially be kept uh, without being a part of, you know, the game day roster. But he is essentially the emergency guy. So if Love and Clifford were to get hurt, uh, he then would be able to be uh, brought into the game uh, and play. So he'd still suit up, but he technically wouldn't be a part of that active roster. 
Uh, and that means that I would think all of these teams are going to carry three quarterbacks going into next season, where in the past they haven't. This should allow for that third quarterback to be kept. Uh, so I, I, I really would be surprised uh, at this point if Daniel Edling uh, isn't kept. I think that is is probably going to happen. Uh, the next one, Patrick Taylor, uh, the running back. And uh, again, Patrick Taylor, a guy that I think uh, Leroy Butler really liked, Gary Ellerson uh, liked him too. I, I was a fan of his uh, when we were doing the big show. But Tyler Goodson uh, is really playing well. Uh, and while they were both were on the practice squad last year to start the season, uh, I, I think right now, and we'll see, all right, we got to go through a whole training camp, preseason games, injuries are going to occur to one or either of them or to guys in front of them or whatever. And you don't know how this is going to play out. But I think as we sit here right now today, I think Tyler Goodson is probably the guy uh, that is on this roster over Patrick Taylor. But the other thing is, don't count out guys we don't even know about yet. Now, once you get pads on and you're playing for real in training camp and having some preseason games, maybe somebody explodes onto the scene and ends up taking one of their jobs. And that's something to be considered, too. This next guy on this Daryland Express article that he has is uh, Malik Heath. Now, there's been a lot of talk about Malik Heath, uh, and that is because uh, he is a a guy that uh, isn't a drafted wide receiver. He's an undrafted guy. And so much uh, around the NFL, seemingly nowadays in the NBA, look at the Miami Heat, these undrafted free agents that you're signing are making names for themselves. Now, this wide receiver room, as we currently sit, uh, is deep in inexperience, uh, but they pretty much have five. Uh, Now the question becomes is, are they going to keep six? And if they keep six, who is that sixth guy going to be as of right now, again, before we get to training camp? Uh, Malik Keith appears to be that guy that everybody uh, is talking about right now uh, coming out of these OTAs and these mini camps. Uh, and we'll see how things you know, change as we go through not only the preseason games, but these joint practices. I think in some, in some ways, and I don't know if Matt LaFleur has talked about this in the past or not, but I, I would think in some ways these joint practices have more of an importance with the coaching staffs then maybe even the preseason games do to a certain uh, to a certain degree as well. Because in these games, you really are seeing one on ones. Uh, you know, the starting quarterbacks for both teams actually playing uh, in these joint practices. Where when you get to the preseason games, a lot of times these starting quarterbacks are in there for a series or two and they're gone if they even play at all. Now, a guy like Rodgers doesn't want to play at all, and he's not even out there. Now we'll see if he'll be out there for the Jets. And in this situation with the Packers, Jordan Love's probably going to play. Uh, in all three preseason games would be my guess. And all these wide receivers and tight ends will play a lot in all of these games too. Now, with that comes a risk of injury and possibly getting somebody hurt and costing them a season or costing them several weeks in a season. But if you're Matt LaFleur, if you are truly, in fact, trying to win football games, you have to get these guys as many reps as you possibly can before week one of the season and get them all playing together getting them to reading defenses, getting them to knowing sight adjustments, and all of this other stuff. Who cares if Jordan Love throws five picks in a preseason game because guys are doing the wrong things? It doesn't count. Who cares? That's why they're preseason. You're still practicing. You're still trying to get better. So let's not read into things. But you'd rather make those mistakes in preseason than make them in the first three weeks of the season because you were trying to make sure they were all going to be healthy for week one. So that that's a little bit different look. But going back to talking to Malik Keith, 
He's got to play well every time he's given the opportunity. Because right now, those wide receivers in front of him are Watson, Dobbs, Toure, uh, Detavion Wicks, and Jaden Reed more than likely are the five guys ahead of him and then are on this team. And then Malik Heath will be battling for that sixth spot if they have that sixth spot to play for going uh, going forward. Sean Ryan. Now, this is, again, a guy where he's a third-round pick, uh, did nothing last year, then got suspended uh, on top of everything else, and you just don't know where he fits in uh, to this offensive line. Uh, and can he do enough uh, to stay with this offensive line group going forward? Or does Goody get an itchy trigger figure and cut him? I will be surprised if they move on from a third-round pick this quick. That's an offensive lineman. If they think he has any hope or any chance kind of going forward. And again, we talked about Myers being his job possibly, you know, being up for grabs at that center position, even though the coaches continue to talk about, oh, we have all the confidence in the world for him. Oh, yeah, what about Zach Tom? Oh, he's going to compete at center. Oh, what about Sean Ryan? Oh, we may try him at center too. Oh, what about this guy? Oh, he may try at center. Man, if you got all this confidence in somebody, why are you trying 5 million people at his position for? I mean, okay, you're going to be the back and center. That's it. Let's move forward. But you're not doing that. You're trying all these other guys at center for a reason. Probably to see, okay, if Myers struggles again, who's going to be our guy that we're going to turn to to be that center? Or is it going to be an open battle here in training camp? for that center position a spot. So I, I have my, my questions about how that whole thing is going to go. Maybe that's how Ryan ends up fitting into this whole thing at the end of the day. But I, I want to see uh, what happens. I would be shocked, like I said, if they were to move on from him. Tyler Davis. Oh, Tyler Davis, the tight end. And again, this is from dairylandexpress.com. You can go read the piece if you like. Um, Tyler Davis is interesting because I remember last year, Going into the season, everybody, everybody, Packer fans who hadn't even seen him play. Oh, they see a highlight here on Twitter, a highlight there on Twitter. Oh, Tyler Davis. Oh, he's going to be the guy and the Tunyon's coming back and we're set at tight end and so forth. And I remember doing the big show and we're all going, I don't know. I don't know if we're all in on Tyler Davis, but I guess we'll see. Yeah, sure. Okay. Maybe Tyler Davis is that guy, but man, that dude got so much praise and then the season came, and we didn't have a big show anymore at that point, but Tyler Davis wasn't a factor hardly at all during the course of the season. Robert Tunyon wasn't the same Robert Tunyon throughout the course of the majority of the season, and that position was garbage. And to fix that position, they went and drafted two tight ends early in the draft to come in here and play immediately. They did not draft these two tight ends to watch Tyler Davis start a tight end in play. No, no, that's not happening. I'm Mercedes Lewis, Tyler Davis, those are not the same two same players. They don't do the same two things. So he is not replacing uh, Mercedes Lewis on this roster either. So that, that's not going to be his role either. I know they like him. He only stays on this team if Rich Bisaccia, I think, is in love with him. If Rich Bisaccia goes, hey, man, got to have him on special teams. Huge, huge impact force on special teams. Gotta have him. If he's banging the table, you make the team. He's not banging the table, and he done looks a lot better than he did last year through joint practices and preseason games. I, I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to be surprised if they move on from Tyler Davis and go with the two young kids because you'd have to think the mentality of Matt Lafleur going into this is going to be. Our two rookie tight ends need to have a majority of the snaps. A majority of the snaps. And when I mean majority, I mean if Love is at quarterback, 
they're on the field. If Clifford is at quarterback, they're on the field. When Edling is in, fine. Then Tyler Davis can go play. But otherwise, these two main draft picks that you just drafted, these two tight ends, are going to be on the field all the time. They may be on the field together in formations. One may be on the field. The other one may be resting. But one or both are on the field at all times with the first two quarterbacks, Love and Clifford. Because again, I always say repetition is the key to success. And in my my mind, that is true. There's many reps as you can get these guys who training camp practices and everything else. It's going to be the most beneficial for them going forward. Now, are either one of those two tight ends uh, or Tyler Davis or whoever at that position going to go work out with Jordan Love this offseason? Don't know. But Jordan Love has made it known that everybody is welcome. Y'all want to come hang out with me this summer uh, for the next month and a half or whatever, month, month and a half uh, before training camp and throw some balls and work out together and, and form that bond? I'm here for it. And as I've said before, and I'll say it again, they all should be there for it. Every one of those wide receivers should be living out there by Jordan Love. Those two tight ends should be living out there by Jordan Love. The running backs, eh, I, whatever. I mean, we, we saw that Aaron Jones was out there. If Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon want to go hang out, that's fine. That's not as big of a deal to me. They're vets. They know what, what this all is going to look like. But the wide receivers and the tight ends, Y'all are relatively close to him in age. There's not that big of an age gap where you're not going to be down and understand, you know, what each other likes to do on and off the field and so forth. There's not going to be common things that you're not going to be able to talk to. That was always Rodgers out when he was here. Well, I'm so old. Oh, they're so young. And, you know, there's just not a lot in common. I want to hang out with guys my own age and so forth. Hey, okay. Well, Jordan Love doesn't have that excuse. So Jordan Love's wide open. Like, let's all get on the same playing field here and make sure we're going in the same direction and pulling the rope in the same direction to win. So we'll see how this all goes. But of those five guys on the DairylandExpress.com article, Danny Edling, I think, is in. Patrick Taylor, uh, that's a coin flip. Malik Keith, I think that's a coin flip. Sean Ryan, I'd be really surprised uh, if uh, Sean Ryan was let go because he's that recently drafted. And then Tyler Davis... I think has to play really well on special teams if he is going to be kept by the Green Bay Packers, I think, going forward. Uh, because otherwise, instead of having Tyler Davis on the roster, they could pick up a vet tight end that's got 10 years of experience or whoever the case may be and have him on the roster to kind of tutor these two guys uh, going forward and figure it out from that perspective. I, I think that's probably more realistic than having Tyler Davis out there going at it from his perspective. Uh, one other thing, uh, only a few minutes left here. A pro football focus put out the top 10 fantasy players uh, in uh, PPR uh, leagues uh, in 2023. Uh, and I thought this was interesting. You know, Christian McCaffrey has won with the Niners. I, I don't disagree. I think that's fair. Austin Eckler, who can't get paid by the Chargers and is unhappy, uh, is number two. And there's a great piece I believe it was by Albert Breer of SI.com uh, talking about uh, the coaching staff situation with Staley uh, as head coach uh, and then bringing in the new offensive coordinator uh, from the Cowboys and kind of how this all is going to look. And as we all know, Ryan Horvath, big fan of this dude, the former quarterback. Um, so Austin Eckler is two. Number three on this list, here you go, the rookie running back for the Falcons that everybody had a problem with them drafting. Uh, is B. John Robinson from the Falcons, number three in top 10 fantasy players 
uh, according to Pro Football Focus and Nathan Janke. Then it's Saquon Barkley, another guy who's having issues with getting paid. Justin Jefferson, Jonathan Taylor with the Colts, also in negotiations with the Colts, trying to figure out getting paid a second contract. Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill. Uh, interesting, nobody wants to pay running backs. Three of the top, no, check that. The first four guys on this list in PPR leagues are all running backs. Now, again, fantasy football is not you know, real life necessarily as far as how they're utilized and used and so forth going forward. Uh, but you can see, and if this is right, let's just say at the end of the year, this is right. If B. John Robinson really ends up being top five in overall fantasy points uh, at the end of the year because of all the balls he catches out of the backfield – all the big runs he breaks out of the backfield running the football. Uh, scores a bunch of touchdowns and so forth. Will all those people that criticize that pick come back and say, ah, I was wrong. I said months ago, there's no way I'd take B. John Robinson in the top 10. No chance, no how, not happening. But he fell into a situation that many believe is perfect for him with Arthur Smith as the head coach because of how much they run the football uh, and the, the schematics of what he wants to do. And he couldn't have fallen into a much better situation, according to most. So if he ends up being that stud, and everybody's talking about B. John Robinson being, you know, the next great thing at running back, will everybody backtrack and go, well, we apologize to Atlanta uh, for making that pick? Or will everybody stick by it? And you have, you know, Gibbs with the Lions. They took him early as well, the running back out of uh, Alabama. If he has a big year uh, as well, will people then run to the Lions and apologize? I think the Lions had a really good draft myself. I think they did really good. I didn't like that pick either. I agree. I wasn't a big fan of it. We'll see how they use him with Jared Goff at quarterback. Uh, but the rest of their draft, I thought they did really well uh, with their draft uh, for the Detroit Lions. So just interesting. Another little nugget that I came across on Twitter uh, over the weekend while I was uh, far away. One other note uh, on Gilbert Brown, the gravedigger. Uh, I saw this posted by... Uh, uh, WISportsHeroics.com. Robin Adams tweeted this out with a story. I had retweeted it as well. Uh, Gilbert Brown and the Gilbert Brown Foundation donate a car to 17-year-old Caden Dahl, who was born without a right arm and with a short left arm with two fingers. Check out his story. This is one incredible young man. It's a picture of Gilbert there with a brand new vehicle. Uh, the, the Gilbert Brown Foundation and Gilbert donated uh, to the seven-year-old, 17-year-old kid. Uh, so he can drive. It, it's a great story. Again, uh, it's WISportsHeroics.com. Uh, and check out that story on Gilbert Brown, who you've if you heard him on WSSP over the years or you've had a chance to meet him out and about because he's always out somewhere signing autographs and doing stuff uh, with inside the community here in the state of Wisconsin. Even though he lives in Michigan, he's always in Wisconsin. Uh, just a great dude, man. Salty earth, nice guy. Uh, great dude. Always willing to help people out if you can. And uh, congratulations uh, to that uh, young boy. Uh, forgetting that uh, from Gilbert Brown, that's pretty cool. Uh, something he'll never forget, nor will his family. And uh, great job by Gilbert Brown and the foundation for getting that done. All right, next uh, episode comes up on Wednesday. Don't forget, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, Curtin Long drops by 5 p.m. Central uh, with Ryan Horvath of BetMGM tonight, part of the BetQL radio network, and myself. Uh, and kind of in that dead zone now of now there's really not a lot of activity between now and training camp. But have no fear. It's the National Football League, and there are a ton of players out there still unsigned. We still don't know where uh, Hopkins is going, the wide receiver. DeAndre Hopkins, we still don't know where Delvin Cook is going, the running back. So still lots to talk about uh, the rest of this offseason here on Curd and Long. Have a nice day. Toodles!